What do we do to overcome temptation? How do we do that? How do we find, find victory in times of temptation? This Lent, we're all about conversion, purification, healing, coming to God with open hearts, allowing us to, pure, to be purified by sin or from sin. But how does that happen in times of temptation? Do we just try harder, grit our teeth, and battle away? Or is there another way, another path of victory in times of temptation? I don't think it's about more intensity when we find ourselves in trial. I think it comes down to something very simple, to chill out. That's the way we find victory in temptation. But most of the time we think, like, oh my gosh, a bad thought, a temptation to do this, a temptation to sloth or to be lazy, a temptation not to pray, temptation to lust, temptation to whatever. And the human person tends just to freak out and imagine that in intensity, like, they'll be like, it'll go away. Ever heard the song, The 30-Point Buck? I listened to it around deer hunting season. It's a very funny song. But it's got this, you know, the deer hunter, he's all proud halfway through the song. He encounters this, right, this, uh, this key moment. He says, I pulled out Betty Lou, my AK-57 triple-double barrel heat-seeking shotgun. <laughs> he's going to take care of this deer. <laughs> That's what we can be like in temptation. We're like, I'm going to pull out Betty Lou, my AK-57 triple-double barrel, and I'm going to blow this thing out of the water. It doesn't work that way, does it? It doesn't work that way. It's not by greater intensity or greater focus or frenzy that we're going to overcome temptation in our life. But sometimes it's going to be simply by ignoring it and by chilling out. It'll come and it'll go. Notice Jesus in in the gospel today. Does he have this kind of all-out battle against the devil? Does he kind of argue with him or debate him in these sort of these temptations and the ways that the devil provokes him? No. He comes to it with a kind of calm and a confidence of knowing who he is. He doesn't even argue with, with the temptations from the devil. He just simply and confidently responds with the truth. And he finds victory. There's no fuss. There's no drama. There's no grand battle. But simply and confidently, he vanquishes the enemy by patience and by remaining steadfast in the truth. Man does not live by bread alone, but in every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. So Jesus takes refuge in the truth of who he is. And that's how we find victory in our temptations. By chilling out, by ignoring them, and by taking refuge in the truth of who we are. We're claimed 
by God, and he's our protector and our provider. Notice the freedom that Jesus has in his temptation. He comes to be tempted, and he's free to ignore it. He's free to be patient, not having to take it seriously. That freedom is like, it's so beautiful, because that's the same freedom we have in temptation. Sometimes we have this false assumption that if I was holier, I wouldn't be tempted. And that somehow temptation in my life is a sign of failure. A sign of lack of holiness or lack of faith or lack of love for God. Nothing could be further from the truth. If the Son of God is tempted, then it gives us freedom to know that when we're tempted, we're not failing. But rather, it's a moment to be strengthened and exercise our freedom. In a sense, temptation is a chance to grow. That by our resistance, which looks more like ignoring it, not taking it seriously, letting it come and go in patience and steadfastness in the Word of God, right? Our wills are strengthened right, and fired. And the victory of Christ becomes our victory in us. But it takes this conscious decision to have the confidence not to fight back on the enemy's own terms, but to know, okay, I'm being tempted. It's not a sin. I'm not failing. It doesn't mean I'm not holy. It's a chance to let the trials in my life become the trials of Jesus. And just as he was victorious today in the desert, he'll be victorious in us. But that takes a little moment to kind of chill out and say, it's not that big of a deal. Sometimes we invest too much energy in fighting this, these temptations. It's a simple kind of acknowledgement without fear and confident trust in God. St. John Vianney, a great French saint in the era in France after the French Revolution. He was a pastor in Ars, France. He's the patron saint of all parish priests. St. John Vianney would often be visited with real attacks from, from the devil. St. John Vianney was a very holy man, heard hours of confession, preached the truth with love. So he was, he was a threat to the, devil's, to the devil's work. So he'd come and be under great attack. You know how he would respond? He'd say, oh, it's you again. Oh, it's you again. Kind of almost like a dismissive acknowledgement. Like, oh, you're here, but I don't care because I know who my father is. I know who cares for me. Also, the great desert monks, right? They, St. Anthony of the Desert, for instance, and many others throughout church history would flee to the desert to become monks. They do the same thing. They wouldn't have this frenzy about it. They'd have this confident, steadfast patience in which God would bring about the victory. And I think part of that is the truth that temptation is not a sin. Right? It's premoral. It's not yet a decision. It's a passing thought, a passing kind of trial.
that comes and goes. We find refuge in the Lord. Another great image that's used in the spiritual tradition is that the devil is like a chained dog. He's barking up a storm. He's at a distance. We're walking by. We have the freedom to ignore it and just walk on by. After a little bit, we'll no longer hear it. But if we kind of have a little too much intensity, try to take it on too directly, if we walk up to the dog, say, now, now, just be okay, you're all right. Have a little bit of a debate with the dog, try to, we might get bit. But the, the dog's chained, why even bother approaching it? Sure, we can hear it, it's there. It's a little annoying, but we can just walk on by. We can just walk on by. And Christ's victory is ours. Just in that simple choice, that simple freedom to walk away, to walk on by. The other thing that's helpful that Jesus does today in our fight with temptation is he has these scriptures that are used like darts that vanquish the enemy. It's important for us to have right, some truth at hand, especially from Scripture, that we can remind ourselves of who we are, that in God's Word we can take refuge in the truth against the father of lies. We use Psalm 91 a lot in today's liturgy. In the, the entrance antiphon, it's an option sometimes in the communion antiphon in other ways. Psalm 91 is this beautiful psalm of God's protection in time of trial, and it, we almost can kind of hear it in the background of today's gospel from Matthew, that this is what's happening. This is what almost is this exchange between the Father and Jesus is the text of Psalm 91. Since he clings to me in love, I will free him, protect him, for he knows my name. When he calls, I shall answer. I am with you. I will save him in distress and give him glory. You know, I use all those four lines a lot. I was on retreat once, and uh, I was praying, and I was distracted, and I was wanting to, you know, having a hard time praying my entire holy hours and, and whatnot. And then that, that psalm just struck me like a lightning bolt. We pray it in Sunday night prayer. Uh, that's one of those, that stanza from Psalm 91. And I heard it almost being sung in my mind kind of almost chanted. Since he clings to me in love, I will free him, protect him, for he knows my name. You know, just like that. Almost like the victory was already there. I go back to that a lot in my imagination, that moment, that psalm, that place of memory. There's a temptation. Who do I cling to? I cling to the Father. He will free me. When I call on him, he will answer, I am with you, and he will save me in my distress and give me glory. Right? What a great place of freedom just to remind ourselves of who we are. We might have different scriptures that speak to us, different things that remind us of who we are, different things we can take refuge in. Those become key also in times of temptation. Just short little phrases of scripture that remind us of the truth, but do more than remind us, put us in touch with Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life in a living moment. 
So what a gift Jesus gives us today in the gospel. What a gift Jesus gives us. Satan comes thinking that he will test the weakness of human nature. But instead, the tables are turned and Jesus reveals the utter weakness and destruction of the enemy so we can take confidence, we can be at peace. So when we find ourselves in temptation, maybe don't fight in the usual way, but maybe discover a new freedom to chill out, to ignore the father of lies, and to find refuge in the truth of who you are.